1: Hey, good morning, good afternoon, good evening wherever you are. Scott Luton and Greg White back with you here at Supply Chain now. Welcome to today's live stream. Greg, how you doing? I'm doing quite well and back is right, isn't it? Finally back in the states. Back from your uh sabbatical and your uh, uh your own assignment, right? Your own assignment the whole month, right? On assignment,
0: yes, and I did my assignment well. <laughs> yes, Whatever you did. All right. <laughs> some
1: folks have heard some of the highlights in some That's of your uh, yes, appearances you since buzz you buzz back. Monday. yep, right. Speaking of highlights, big big show here today, backed by popular Demand. We got our friends from Omnia partners. Greg, we're gonna be focused on the wonderful world of procurement. and in particular, lots of peas. In particular, we're gonna be offering up expertise and actual insights on revolutionizing your purchasing process in this current market. Greg should be a great show, huh?
0: Yeah, and uh, perfect environment to be learning tips like this, right? It's uh, volatile, questionable,
1: uh, right? It's, uh, definitely.
0: Uh, yesterday we thought we were headed into recession. Today we realized that the in the states, anyway. Yesterday we or today we learned that the GDP grew much more than predicted in the previous mm. quarter. So crazy, crazy times.
1: It is crazy. VUCA, the acronym VUCA comes to mind, V-U-C-A, all that and a lot more. Uh, But hey, lean on us as we offer up expertise from folks that have been there and done it to help you guide uh, guide through your challenges uh, when it comes to your own uh, global supply chain ecosystem. And today we got John Lander with Omnia Partners who's going to be joining us momentarily. But before we do, I want to say hello to a few folks. Uh, Greg, we got John Peterson tuned in from Marietta, Georgia. John, welcome back. Enjoy your perspective. I owe John a burger.
0: That's right. We were talking about this while I was still in Europe. That's right. Absolutely. That sounds the really world A-Berger gets smaller. Really good too. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Derek tuned in from Dallas, Texas. We were just talking about Dallas in the pre-show. Derek, great to have you here via LinkedIn. Yeah. Ahmad from Egypt uh, via LinkedIn. Great to see you, Ahmad. Uh, welcome, 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 everybody. Uh, and and folks, we want to hear from you. So we're going to work our way through the next hour. should be a great conversation on procurement leadership and a lot more. Uh, and we'd love to hear from you as we work our way through the conversation with our guests. Okay, Greg. Yes. Are you ready to bring on the one and only, the pride, I'm going to call it the pride of Pittsburgh, PA, but now of Franklin, Tennessee, if, if I've got that right. Are you ready to bring on our guest? Yes, in both worthy cities. Unquestionably outstanding yeah. cities. Yeah. That's right. So, Greg, with no further ado, I want to welcome in John Lander, Executive Vice President, Sales with Omnia Partners. John, how you doing? Good. How are you guys? Wonderful. Wonderful, wonderful. Great to have you here. Really enjoyed our, our pre-show session, haven't we, Greg? Yeah, no question. We talked a little bit of football, and I think it's looking up for two out of three of us, Scott. Uh, <laughs> so let's demystify that. Yeah. So John is a big Steelers fan. Right. Greg, of course, big Chiefs fan, uh, and I'm a bandwagon Falcons fan. And hey, we got to be better than last year. I'm hoping. So we'll see. We shall see. All right. Uh, and by the way, Josh Goody tuned in from Seattle. Great to have you back as always, Josh. All right. So John Lander, we've already kind of established your Pittsburgh ties. Of course, big Steelers fan. We were talking about Priani Brothers in the pre-show. Uh, but I want to switch gears with this fun warm-up question. and I want to talk technology with you and Greg. So, folks, did you know on this day, June 29th, back in 2007, the Apple iPhone goes on sale for the first time. So downplayed by many technology analysts and, and gurus globally, it only sold a million phones in the first 74 days. And as we all know, in many ways, it's changed the world, right? So with that as a backdrop, we're gonna have a little fun with this. So, John, we'll start with you. What is one modern technology that you now could not live without?
2: Hmm. So, <laughs> several come to mind. Okay. Uh, so I'm gonna go with uh, sticking with the iPhone. Okay. And uh, first thing that comes to my mind. I got four girls. Wow. In high school and just starting college, so. I can't live without. We have a little app on our iPhone that tracks yeah. where they are, how fast they drive, <laughs> and where they are located at all time. Family 360
0: so or something I like that. cannot live is without that what it is John.
2: Is it What'd you Emily say? Family
0: 360 Rick? or something like that.
1: Yeah, it, that's yeah, exactly okay. what it is.
0: Very useful. Wow. So,
1: <laughs> yes, try to keep a, try to keep an eye on them. That's good. Big brother's always looking out uh, and yes. we're finding new ways and more effective ways of doing that day in and day out. Greg, that's going to be a tough one to top your <laughs> thoughts on on your modern technology. You couldn't go without. Yeah, I,
0: I would have to say for me, not the most modern, but let's just call it any mode of independent travel. I just spent a month mm. on maybe one of the best public transportation systems on the planet in Switzerland and, um, while it is super convenient, fast to everything, and of course, being Swiss, runs like a Swiss watch. I mean, on time is on time. <laughs> I envied a little bit some of the folks that got to r- drive the roads to where we were going and stop to see so many of the sites, the Alps and things like that. So I think it gave me a newfound appreciation for, I'll just call it independent transportation, whether that's a car or bike or whatever, <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> Love it, man. Uh, the stories keep coming from this grand sabbatical, John, uh, from Greg over here. And hey, there's a lot of, lot of fans, looks like, of this uh, Life 360. Paula, great to have you here. She's a big fan. Uh, Barb, great to see you, Barb, one of our faves, longtime faves. No parents should go without it. Hey, who would have thunk? And looks like we've got 49ers fans, Chiefs fans. We got uh, Justin from Texas in the house, and Nicole. A fellow Steelers fans, go. So welcome everybody. Uh, Everyone, nice cover call now. Yeah, that's right. Coast <laughs> to coast, really around the globe. Uh, all right, so we had a little <laughs> fun with the technology uh, conversation. So let's let's get into while we're all here, right? And I want to start, John and Greg. John, we'll start with with your uh, professional journey and and your expertise and experiences. A lot of folks may not know that prior to joining Omnia Partners, you you had a successful twenty year career at Office Depot. So, if you could, what a, when you when you reflect back on that, uh, what's one or two things that were some of your, maybe some of your favorite things,
2: favorite experiences during that
1: uh, that time spent with Office Depot?
2: Yeah, I think if you think about it, moved eleven times, so it was unbelievable to start at the customer and move into management and continue to take over different territories. And and I always spent a lot of time taking over the worst territories that are out in the marketplace. So learn how to retool, rebuild, hmm. build culture, kind of all those fun things are some of the best memories. And it's really what benefits me today talking to our current. A lot of times they use me and kind of my past on what should you do and not do. So I think that's probably the big highlight for me for, for, from, from Steve standpoint, I love that. And Greg, one of the
1: things I heard there, if I heard John Wright is, you know, taking on those uh, underperforming regions, John's right. And kind of, becoming a turnaround uh, specialist that we need more of that in, in business leadership Greg your thoughts yeah and it's a thankless job not to John's scale
0: but I did that for an auto parts retail chain and I don't know if you experienced this challenge you'd probably work for a more sophisticated company but you would go in and fix a store or a district or a region and leave and go on to the next crappy region just <laughs> in time for the new manager to get the bonus you had set him up for. So we had to have a serious compensation discussion or a discussion when I, when I started doing that. Cause I was like, Hmm, I'm doing all the hard work and they're making all the money.
2: Uh, well, but yeah, that,
0: I got to tell you, I guess that explains why 11 moves, right? Uh, there's a lot of opportunity in retail to, I,
2: I was always, I was always the one to say yes. Yep. And, uh, Probably my craziest one is I'm in Pittsburgh, just had twins, they're four months old. My family's in Pittsburgh, never thought I'd leave. as at a pretty young age, and the uh, president of Ops Depot comes to me and says, you know what, hmm, you're a pretty aggressive young kid, would you move to Boston? I said, yeah, well, I'll move to Boston, and didn't realize that Staples and W. Mason was in Boston, so it took over the region and, and fought that fight for four years or so. so. Man, that kind of cat of career. my career. Very cool. Well, you move to Boston, have
1: green eggs and ham on a train. Uh, it was always <laughs> yes, 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 sign me up. Uh and speaking Josh says going off on of what John said, you do the jobs that people don't want to do and you will always have a That's job. That's a good point. Well, that I'm is an excellent point. Yeah. So reflecting again, one final note uh John on what you shared about your career. I bet that comes into uh, it's very handy that all that experience and those results and those outcomes you're driving and what you do now with Omnia partners where you you meet your customers and figure out what their priorities are and where are the challenges and help them get to the next level. We'll touch on that uh, towards the end of today's uh, conversation. All right, great. So John, let's kind of switch gears here. So so uh, as we've established uh, you're, uh, working with all the rock and roll stars out there, shaking hands, making business happen, making things happen, moving mountains. So as you're having these conversations with these business leaders out there, what a, are a few of the priorities you're seeing them have right now?
2: Yeah. So I, if you think about, you know, on the partners, I spend a lot of time with members, which are direct customers. And I spend a lot of time with our supplier executives, so. I was with CEO this Monday up in New Jersey for one of our suppliers, several uh, top executives that I spent a lot of my time with. And, you know, costs are climbing. Um, We spent a ton of time on, you know, costs are going through the roof. Uh, People are struggling to find talent. So I am, you know, I've known a lot of people through my career. So I do help a lot of our suppliers and members try to find folks. And I know my team does that really well. We're great networkers across different uh, uh, suppliers and members. Where you we deal on the public sector side and in the private sector. So I get a lot of questions on man, all this federal funding in the public sector, should I be shifting my resources in that direction to try to capitalize on some of those funds that are out there? So and then the other thing you just saw, the acquisition we just made, you know, potentially with Premier and you know, a lot of people are going and focusing back on their core competencies. And I'm starting to see that from a lot of our suppliers that that the flavor was, Hey, let's spread out, let's get into everything. And, you know, sometimes the beach has to get a little weakened and people start to pull back and really, you know, double down in markets like this mm. on what their core competencies are. Mm. John, a lot of good uh, insights there
1: uh, from what you're seeing and, and doing. Greg, your thoughts on some of what John just shared? Yeah. Well,
0: I mean, it's been a volatile marketplace <laughs> for a few years and no one better than a problem solver right someone who really enjoys falls in love with the problem or fixing the problem to be present for such a thing you know between the employment environment and the fluctuating let's call it fluctuating <laughs> economics right um, and then uh, so many companies retooling it's it's a ripe environment for companies both to experience opportunities and challenges and having having someone who can help guide them through it who's experienced those ups and downs and overcome them is is really incredibly valuable.
1: Absolutely, everyone needs to have a John Lander in their network, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's let's uh, switch gears. Let's talk about the wonderful world of procurement. Uh, so, John, procurement is cool these days. Kind of like supply yeah. chain. That's a good thing. That's definitely good news. So, what do you see out there in your work and and uh, with your customers and in different markets? What are some common themes in terms of what are procurement professionals? The top three pain points, I'll call it in the current market. Okay. Well, let's let's start with the first one. What would that be?
2: Yeah. I think the first one kind of we'll start out with is uh just procurement in general is just underinvested. You just don't see uh folks adding a ton of procurement professionals. I think that is, you know, where we kind of step in and where we can help. Yep. Um, so I think that's probably the first bucket I would say is, is a big one. There's a lot that ties into that, yeah. but so but that's a, that's a key piece. So
1: John, that, that's a great call out. Uh, so Greg, coming in there, you, you know, while procurement is critical uh, in global supply chain has been for years, John, that's a great uh, call out. Companies haven't been investing in procurement talent and technology and wherewithal as much as uh, maybe they should have, especially coming into the last couple of years, right? Your thoughts, Greg?
0: Yeah, I don't know exactly where to draw the line between supply chain and procurement. I think they're so tightly intertwined. I mean, unless you're talking about, well, no, even if you're talking about brooms and mops, but (laughs) they are so tightly intertwined and both have had that challenge of having the respect that they deserve for the impact that they have on the company John just alluded to the challenging employment environment. We were effectively in supply chain and procurement at full employment, or actually we were below full employment. What did we have? Mm -hmm. Like 5 million open jobs among 44 million professionals. So we had uh, over a 10% unemployment or, uh, (laughs) you know what I'm saying. (laughs) We we had 10% of the jobs open and now there are more of jo- more of these jobs than ever and, and and yet i think companies started to during the pandemic they started to realize the impact but i think scott and i don't know john i'd love to get your thoughts on this we have seen from the supply chain side for sure a lot of backsliding where you know that you got promoted to the to the grown-ups table and then volatility started to come down and slowly that that prioritization of supply chain and procurement from our point of view, companies <laughs> kind of went back to mm. the old normal, right?
2: Um, yeah. The only, the couple of things that I see uh, quite a bit is, and maybe it's not even less people in procurement, but people are reallocating their talent and their resources. So they're focusing on strategic supply chain initiatives that are in the marketplace. And so maybe they're pulling a few folks that are really good in procurement and they're sliding them over in the supply chain and they're looking for our services to try to help backfill and just fill some of those gaps that might be there based off the expertise. And so I'm really, I'd say I, I joined Omnia six years ago. Uh, I see a pretty, you know, public sector, Look, they're way into this GPO concept and way down that path. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Over the last five years, I've seen it, or six years, I've seen a major shift, <clears> even <throat> in the private sector, even large Fortune 1000 companies are starting to move in this direction and say, hey, we're going to focus on strategic initiatives for us indirect procurement. You know, Omni, what can you do for me uh, in the market? That's wonderful. That's just the first one. First of uh, a couple of the pinpoints
1: pain we're going to hit, procurement is under-resourced. And, and John echoes, John Peterson echoes y'all's comments. Procurement supply chain, John Peterson says, has always been underrepresented and the first to see cuts when times get tough. despite the direct to bottom line impact, Amanda, great to have you with us. Amanda agrees with him. And Richard says, hey, the old adage, do more with less has never been more true. Great point there, Richard. All right. So the first one that we're tackling, procurement is under resourced. Uh, Secondly, John, when we think of the top three or three of the top pain points for procurement professionals, what's number two?
2: Yeah, I, you know, thinking about number two, um, I'd say what we're hearing a ton right now is this inflation, deflation situation that we're in. Mm. You know, it's prices were cruising, they're going way up. Now, I think some you hear different categories are coming down, different areas, freight's coming down. And I think a lot of procurement folks that we're dealing with on a daily basis, like, where am I? Like, what, what is the new normal? Or where should I be? And I think there's a lot of uncertainty in that space. And, and we were having tons of conversations around it. I bet uh, it's like nailing
1: Jell-O to the wall a little bit. Uh, Greg, what, what about you? you? You were just talking about kind of the fluctuation, your thoughts on inflation, deflation. It's a tough environment because,
0: I mean, if, if just look at the base kind of standard compensation model for procurement professionals, it's get that extra 20%, uh, right. And get that bonus or whatever it is. And, if you're having these price fluctuations and you've got challenges with fulfillment or new suppliers or suppliers that for at least a short time were somewhat in the driver's seat because of of supply chain issues and that sort of thing it's a very very tough position to be in and mm. and you know it that particular perspective that particular thing that is compensated in in uh supply chain or in procurement is similar to what's compensated in supply chain and that is reduced cost at all cost right and even to and it and it has occurred at least in supply chain to the detriment of of stability reliability speed right sustainability other ethics kind of things that that have really created instability and fragility in in supply chain and i think we have to examine some of those things that make it difficult to operate in in these kind of environments. And I think, <clears throat> I've said this before, John, when talking to some of your colleagues, I think the benefit of a GPO is somewhat plausible deniability, right? <laughs> you don't have to have that battle because that battle has already been fought yep. and won and it's done with a measure of leverage and partnership that a single company can't, can't Accomplish because Mm -hmm. you know, at Omnia or really any GPO, you've got hundreds, maybe thousands of companies who have the same suppliers. And when you pool that, just like anything else, you get these shared economies of scale. And uh, that is so incredibly powerful and stabilizing, even in an unstable environment.
2: And the other thing I'll throw on is compliance is a piece of that. So, what we're seeing from a compliance standpoint is Say you had a contract over the last couple of years, deflation comes in. Now you got all the guys picking away at all the different locations. And now all of a sudden your contract isn't compliant and you know, we spend a lot of time helping our members drive compliance with inside their, um, your, their particular contract that they're focused on, you know, because we have a nationwide sales force to be able to do that, but, uh, it's unstable right now for sure.
1: So. You know, it's interesting as both of y'all are sharing and Greg, especially as you were uh, offering up that theme, both of y'all are offering a the theme of strength in numbers. Uh, what comes to my mind is one of our favorite guests, Dan Reeve, uh, from our friends at Esker John. And he likes to say, moving at the speed of a thousand gazelles. And that always brings <laughs> us such a wonderful vision. But that strength in numbers, you know, to, to Greg, your point of of Love. not having to fight that battle, you can lean on that community, that ecosystem. Uh, that's, that's been there and done it, uh, immense, uh, value there when it comes especially, uh, inflationary environment that we have been in. So let's talk about the third one, because yep. I think we've saved the best, perhaps the best for last, uh, especially mm-hmm. one where we can do, maybe we have the most control over arguably. Uh, so what's the third
2: pain point we want to touch on John? Yeah. The big one we're seeing a lot of we're, look, we're investing a ton in this space is, uh, spend visibility. So you're looking at all the acquisitions. We're doing a ton of acquisitions. You got tons of ERP systems that are sitting out there. How do you get that spend? How do you know that you're, you know, really driving, uh, contract compliance. And then when you do that, you have multiple contracts with, in the same categories. And, um, you know, we're, we're doing a lot of work, uh, around spend visibility. We're trying to develop new tools. We have partners like spend HQ that we partner with, um, that are, yeah, we're trying to help our members the most that we can, trying to get quick wins. Yep. You know, folks are, look, with everything that's happening now, give me 10 quick wins and how can your contracts benefit me? So uh, so we're, just want to let you know, we're investing a ton in this space. We're going to get better and better. We've got data scientists that we have there. we got AIs coming down the path too that I think is going to really generate a lot of help and savings to our members as well. So. So exciting, exciting part. And I think that's a, a key piece of the puzzle for the future.
1: It is. It's a short list of things that y'all aren't doing uh, right now, John. Greg, as we established, I think before John joined us, You know, we've had dozens of conversations with John and his colleague. And it's been really interesting to see the path that Omnia partners, the exciting path that uh, the company has been on. But Greg, out of all of that, especially when it comes, I'm going to tie it back to spin visibility, because if we can't see it, what can we do with it right i mean i hate to be so simple about it but greg your thoughts yeah you can only manage what you
0: can measure right and and that's hard to do when you know when you've got internal challenges like compliance between your facilities or even between your buyers or whoever you might have on your internal team it, you know it's the challenging situation of of uh, how, how can you expect to to sort of tame the wilderness of your of your vendor environment if your own house is not in order internally. So it's, um, it's hard to see so many things when you're in an environment. I mean, even if you've got some level of visibility, when things are moving so fast, like we just talked about, right, with the inflationary and deflationary cycles, the apparent slowing and then speeding of of economics that changes a ton of dynamics, the, you know, the questions around what other, what external and internal market forces are going to do to impact that going forward. It, I mean, it, even if you have visibility and you know, this is one of my pet peeves in a lot of cases, you still don't have answers. All you mm. can see in many cases is that everything's messed up. <laughs> uh, and, and, and uh, what i think you know the kind of benefits that you sh- we should be able to expect from not not just the technologies john you've talked about there with ai and ml and all and just technology in general but also just the power of of that group right is to be able to be presented with solutions not just clarity of that you have problems and what they are and where they are but today we should be able to expect some guidance on what the solution is how to attack that problem and how to solve it
1: Man, the two of y'all just shared so much that I want to talk about. I wish we had three hours with you, John. Two quick call-outs. I love, Greg, that visibility but not answers because you you got to have both. It, it's such a great call-out. And then, John, to your point, I love how you're looking at quick wins while you're probably building strategic wins, right? You can mm-hmm. you, you can have both, right? You have to have both, really. I mean, you know, a plan,
0: the first thing that changes in a plan is is the plan. And, right. <laughs> and the goals are never as easy to attain as they seem when you write the plan. So you really have to almost plan for those quick, we love to say, low-hanging fruit, right? It's in business. But those quick wins that that give people hope that things will get better and help them continue to buy into the longer-term solutions and, and more difficult problems to solve in
1: the greater plan going forward. Well said. All right. So much to talk about. So little time. I, and I think the other theme that I think folks need to recognize with what John and Greg have been sharing is, hey, you got to help yourself before you can help others. It's like that o- oxygen mask theme that we heard so much about in the last two or three years. Uh, and you can do that by leveraging trusted resources like we've talked about a lot in these conversations. All right. So John Lander, we've talked about the top two, three, three of the top Pain points for procurement professionals in the current market. That is a mouthful, mm. John and Greg. Let me do that you. again fast. And that's right. I, nice. And I got my 12 cups of coffee in this morning. And I still wasn't prepared. Let me do this before we move into, we're going to get some good news from John in terms of how we can address those, especially how GPOs can address those. But before I do, let me just share a couple of these comments here. So Amanda's with us via LinkedIn. And I'm going to drop this so we don't cut John off. But she says, uh, this is quoting a current member of the Omnia Partners community, quote, spin visibility is step one or rather step zero in starting and running a sourcing organization. It's mandatory because it's your playbook. Without it, it's like trying to get somewhere without a roadmap. You're just lost in the dark, end quote. What a great, great comment that brings a lot of visuals. John says master data management is critical to drive visibility and compliance. Single source of truth. Uh, and then finally, uh, Josh, one of our favorites here, Greg, everyone has a plan until you get hit in the mouth. I think it's to, f- to finish that off. Yeah. Get visibility for realistic goals. The great philosopher, Mike Tyson. Right? <laughs> That's right. And, and we'll try to get to some of these other comments in just a second. But John, I want to switch over to some good news because with let's talk about how with your expertise and what you see, whether they're successful organizations or whether you know, playing on that earlier theme, you know, organizations looking for a turnaround, right? Regardless where you are in your journey, how can uh, how can organizations approach these pain points leveraging GPOs? So what, let's start with the first one: procurement is under
2: resourced. Yeah, so you know, look, this is where we really fit in. So many folks are are moving pushing people, strategic folks don't have the budget to hire more, more folks. And, and if you look at on the partners, we got 150 plus contracts, on the private sector side, we got 600 plus on the public sector. Okay, We leverage, uh, those two sides together, $26 billion in buying power. So you are know, usually most suppliers, largest customer. Hmm. So I always like to tell folks, I know you're dealing with a sales rep out in the field or a regional vice president. Most of the time I'm dealing with the CEO of that particular um, supplier and all things don't fit in a box. Let us help you. let me help you try to figure out whatever your problem is and we'll try to find a solution for you for that particular problem. And the best way that we come in and we to your point, we try to hit quick wins right away, show value quick and then we build a weight plan over the course of the next three years what RFPs do you have coming up? How could we fit into it? It's not like we're coming in and saying we're going to take everything over. We want to be very strategic on where we fit into your overall plan. And uh, the best thing of it is, look, I spent a lot of time, ran North America for Office Depot, Office Max, all up with the Staples uh, merger. Uh, that didn't happen. And uh, guess what we had? We had consultants for days. <laughs> consultants cost a fortune. And guess what we, guess how much we cost to do all this work for you? It's free. zero, And we're,
1: we're going to touch on that. And so, folks, uh, stay tuned because we're going to give you all some resources, including one of our favorites that John just touched on. He said, so John, let the cat out of the bag, Greg. He let the cat out of the just bag. Black, we'll we'll black, go black grab black it cat. in a minute. But, hey, Greg, I want to touch on that. $26 billion, Greg. $26 billion in purchasing power. Speak to how you can leverage all of that and John and the whole team and really the community to attack this uh, lack of investment and procurement know-how.
0: There are less than a fistful of major companies that can attest that amount of, of spend, right? Mm. So everyone who can't should be part of, the, of, of this group. I mean, it, it's just so simple to me. You know, I think about the book, Good to Great, right? The whole hedgehog story, do what you're best at, right? Do one thing, make it what you're mm. best at and make your living doing it, right? Read the book if you hasn't haven't. Jim Collins has written a couple of great business books, must reads, "Built to Last" and "And Good to Great." Um, he's always two words on side of on either side of two, so uh, it's not true. But those are my two favorites. Um, but, but I think you know. I think though, companies are more and more discovering that they're great at what they're great at. You know, I've long had the philosophy that companies, retailers, particularly, and certainly brands should just do what they're really good at, which is, Mm. (laughs) you might argue against this, never had a retailer on who could argue this whenever I say it, John. So if I'm wrong, don't feel shy. Tell me. I've always felt like retailers are really good at merchandising and selling, right? And they're lousy generally at supply chain and so Mm. many of them, especially as more and more online. Um, retail occurs. So many of them are starting to outsource these things that they're not great at, and do only what they're great at. Right? Be the front mm-hmm. end. Be the be the uh, a- analysis of fashion and trend and and need in the marketplace, and then let somebody else figure out how to get it there. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think this is a great example. I, I think these GPOs and and in procurement in particular, because you can get massive scale like this, and that's so powerful. It's a great example of do it. I mean, I don't even know why companies still do it themselves.
1: Mm. So, uh, John, I love starting with that first one, starting with leveraging that the power of 26 billion. And I love how you and your team are escalating those conversations to the CEO's office, as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. And it, your consultants for days phrase, I think, resonated with a lot of folks. Yeah. And you know what? Not to beat up on consultants. Because if it's not consultants, it could be other resources that folks are paying yep. for, and they're not doing anything for them. And 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 so having that trusted third party, been there, done that, voice is so important. Okay, if that's just the first one, John, I can't wait to get your take on how to. Uh, I wish I'd spent more time studying for economics, macro, microeconomics in college. I was horrible. So when you it comes end to that inflation,
0: without all those qualifiers <laughs> from me, that's sure good. I wish I had yes. more time studying.
1: Oh, man. So when it comes to this inflationary, deflationary environment, what's the good news there? How can folks uh, fight back and win?
2: Yeah, so I think there's a couple of things there. One is since we, we do not charge anything for our services, whether you want us to do assessments on any particular category or contract that you have, <clears throat> think about that. So if you're unsure where you are today all on the partners, we will absolutely be able to do assessment first our contract, mm. which we think we have the leverage. We negotiate pretty aggressively. And we think we have a really good program based off of the relationships we have with those suppliers. And what I always tell everyone, hey, pick 10. And you we do assessments on 10 different contracts. And if eight of them are great, guess what? Didn't cost you a thing. You go back and say, we kicked butt on those eight different contracts, but these two. Ooh, we were off or didn't have the in-house talent or whatever the situation might be. And, you know, adopt those two contracts from us. And I think very few folks offer that type of uh, transparency to say, we're, if, if we did all that work for you and you picked zero, no harm, no foul, we're, we're here, you know, next two months when you have the next 10 or 20 or 30 contracts that you want to look at. Mm. And I think that is a, I think that's the most unique thing that, I think people think GPO and they think, oh, I'm going to be tied into that contract and I'm stuck and all these different things. Uh, we're su- super flexible, willing to work. We want to be stand side by side with your teams uh, to to help, mm. uh, whatever that help might be. And so I think it's that simple. And and the only other thing, too, is I want to get, drive compliance into this piece is we got a hundred folks out in the field that will help you drive compliance at each of those locations to what I talked about earlier. because that's. Another thing that you don't see so you might have a great contract, great pricing, but if it's not driving that out in the field or out into your different locations, then, um, we're here to help in that regard too, which a lot of our members don't realize that we, we kind of offer that those, those
1: services as well. Man. Okay. So Greg, one of the things I'm hearing John share there is uh, Omnia Partners is not your great-grandmother's GPO. They do business much differently. So, so Greg, your thoughts on what uh, John just shared there. Not your grandfather's Buick, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah
0: I, 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 think it, I think it's even more than that. You know, I hate to keep harping on this, but it's leverage you can never get. It's access, control, negotiation. It's resource, resourcing you can never get to literally can mm. never get to in your company and finally it's free
2: <laughs> so why would That's you not at least yeah.
0: give it a try
2: and, and i'll tack one thing else on so if you're on a contract with us we have 345 fortune mm. 1000 customers the beauty is you got all of those procurement teams watching the pricing watching the mm. movement increases on that particular contract. So it's not just you in house, you got the, you're sharing that amongst all these other partners or members that are out in the marketplace too. So it's, it's, uh, it's tough. Right, to and meet. not to it mention
0: is. all the ideas that you get. I mean, I think companies, they die yeah. for a private club or whatever you want to call it, a club of companies that, that they could share ideas with because, you know, somebody's business mm-hmm. might be completely different than yours, but the value that they can bring to you could be very, very applicable. As Mm, a consultant, former reformed consultant um, and technology implementer, I saw that literally thousands of times where Mm. you could take a a tidbit of (laughs) knowledge from one industry and apply it to a completely unrelated industry and and really create value. And if you've got thousands of companies (laughs) and some very big ones, you know, with the capability of do that, to do that, you're leveraging that knowledge and expertise and everything. When you know when you wouldn't otherwise have have the ability to get there, you're you're operating at a level of sophistication that would just be yeah. impossible without the group, right? So yeah. I'm not pitching this thing, by the way. It's just,
1: that, I mean, there are
0: just some some things that make so much sense, right? That we we do procurement at supply chain now, right? And. Um, we've seen the struggles of selecting the right vendor of, mm. you know, not falling for the sales pitch of getting the best deal of getting them to perform after you've, you've signed up with them. And, you know, and, and a horde of other, of other things that I know lots of companies are struggling with out there. And it's just, it's just such a great opportunity to have a, an incredible amount of resources to assure the the cost effective success and growth of, you know, of your practice. So I, I don't know. It's just, it's kind of like buying QuickBooks. Don't, right. <laughs> I mean, you know, don't do your accounting on your spreadsheet at home at night. Right.
1: Yes. Uh, that's one thing I'm glad no one lets me do is accounting, but John and Greg and, and Greg, to your point too, you know, we've, we've been fortunate to rub elbows and, and really um, pop the hood and really see how Omnia partners does business and, and the, and the outcomes they drive for a couple of years now. And, and so it's really cool to see to meet new folks, uh, new to us, at least with John and, and hear his take and in, in his journey because I love how they they had different folks that specialize in different areas and, of course, come from different walks of life. We all benefit from that for sure. All right, let me go back here because we got some we got some neat comments here because we're about to get into how to tackle the spend visibility pain point we've we've addressed. So Richard says spend visibility can help a business gain control and leverage with suppliers and thus drive savings or minimize increases in today's world <laughs> through consolidation and right-sizing and more. Uh, Ron says spend visibility is a key. You cannot manage and leverage your spend with your suppliers if you don't know how and where you're spending your resources. Excellent point there, Ron. Great to have you here. So, John, I throw it back to you when we're talking about the good news and how there's a better way so we can tackle spend visibility. What say you?
2: Yeah. So I think, you know, we talked a lot of, you know, this earlier, but, uh, look, it's a main focus for us. I mean, this is our, our first meeting with a member or public agency. We're saying, we ask them questions. How good is your spend visibility? Because, you know, we need to be accountable too at Omni partners. And so, We want to be able to know what that spend is and how do we make an impact? What is our savings? How are we driving that? And I think two folks, two ways, either, look, we got our spend, we got it dialed in, and folks are really confident. And uh, so we approach those type of members one way. And there's another group that we speak with quite often. They're like, look, we don't have it. Um, We have multiple ERP systems. You know, do you have any solutions what do you have and we teamed up with spend hQ as a solution so if they have good spend visibility we kind of jump right in with our team and wave planning and we we uh, look for quick wins and we start you know working down that process or if they don't we take a step back we introduce a partner of ours uh, that comes in and starts you know piping in all the AP fees and and we work through that process that really shows value um, for our particular and then that's where we start the benchmarking and a bunch of different areas that we go in it's cost savings, what's your targets and goals. And, and then I love it because that puts those targets and goals on my team and holds us accountable, uh, to make sure that we're, we're driving value because mm-hmm. that's our ultimate goal, um, for our members. Greg, your
0: thoughts there. Uh, I'm sorry. I was a little bit distracted. What I was, <laughs> what I was distracted by was John, is there a minimum amount of spend that makes it make sense? Uh, at least for you and the resources that you deploy for a company to join, uh, you know, your GPO.
2: We haven't crossed that bridge. We, we, we focus mainly in the private sector on the enterprise space. And, you know, we're in the top echelon in the, in the public sector space that we're, we're talking to from our field outside sales resources. Yep. So I would say $500 million in spend or more. Yeah. You know, look, we could we can go lower than that too, but that's mainly where my team yep. is, and that's where the conversations are starting. But but I don't like to turn anything down. We'll help anyone if 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 there there's help to be needed.
1: You know. And the cool thing is, it's free for any anyone, any business of any size to join. We're gonna we're gonna tell you all how to do that in just a minute, and to to discover what is to be gotcha. gained and and to really have the conversation. Without the conversation. You, you, what do you gain? Nothing. What's your chance of gaining anything? Nothing.
0: We're not quite there
1: yet, John, but we're working on it. We're working. So, <laughs> give us a year. Well, that's right, Greg. That's right. We're coming. Just like the those, uh, thou- that we're moving at the speed of a thousand gazelles, uh, dear friend yes. Dan. Okay. John says, uh, John probably points out what a lot of us are thinking, maybe. Interesting and cool model. Buying groups or cooperatives have historically required a financial buy-in mm-hmm. from the members. And I love when there's conversations going on within the chat because Amanda responds directly. You're correct, John. Omnia Partners is fully transparent about our model. There are no fees or order obligations ever. How about that?
0: So you know that. Man. I mean, that creates an inherent alignment with the membership, right? Because there is no motivation to pump membership. To your point, John, to pump membership to get more membership dollars. All of the value is has to be accrued to the members by by creating efficiencies in the procurement process. So that uh, that's a perfectly sensible. It's per, I would think maybe the best model out there.
2: Right. And yeah. mm. all, in all the tools that we're driving, whether it's to spend visibility tools or data and mm. analytics and, and, pricing, all that sort of stuff, you know, Todd and our CEO is passionate about. We are not charging members anything because mm. trust me, he gets approached all the time saying, well, why don't you do it? You know? And, uh, he, he knows, knows we are why. why we're
0: Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> we're different. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Okay. Yeah. And
1: I know we can't get to some folks' uh, questions and comments. I bet, and we're going to make sure yeah. y'all know how to connect with Omnia Partners and John Lander and the whole team, but I bet they welcome those post live stream conversations, don't you, John?
2: Yes, 100%. Looking forward to it.
1: We
0: probably ought to do a webinar where we just talk about, you know, this is, this is what Omnia Partners does, could do for you, and just – field and answer all those questions because i know mm-hmm. there have to be dozens of them out there what we have 400 registrants
1: for this thing so. yes we should do an ask me anything with john lander greg that would be great <laughs> maybe not anything because i would spend the whole time talking about the steelers, <laughs> my
0: steelers right is, is he really as good as he seems
1: uh well hey yeah. <laughs> so c- y- y- folks who have to stick with us we'll have uh supply chain nerds talk sports coming to a screen there near you go. soon but john so I think folks, you know, we have, we have one of the smartest audiences in the globe and I bet they've already kind of pieced together what Omni Partners does, but for anyone that might be slow out there, kind of like me, right? I'm, I'm slow to kind of piece it all together. What does Omnia Partners do in a nutshell, John?
2: Yeah, I think if you look at us, what we're trying to do both in public and private, two different contract vehicles broken down by verticals, we have enterprise, we have our corporate space. We have our private equity team, and we have our real estate, which is multifamily housing. Uh, We have experts in each of those different uh, categories. And then we have SMEs around our, on the private sector, 150 contracts. So we have experts that can help and work alongside of you from from that standpoint. Public sector, same thing, broken down, different verticals on that side, 600 plus contracts. And the beauty, what I always say is there's no reason to at least give us a try because there's no uh no fees there doesn't cost anything we'll do assessments pricing comparisons we got tons of uh data and technology for you guys to utilize at, at your need hmm. and we'll you know we could take over whole procurement side or we can do two contracts hmm. there is no issue from us from that standpoint and so that's the beauty of it we we fit into whatever your business model is or whatever your business plan is uh we could work right alongside you. so it's a, uh, and plus our culture's great. We have great people. Like that's half the battle. We're fun. Like let's have some fun together to solve problems and, and try to figure it out. Yes. I'm with you. And you know, the other thing that we, uh, you know,
1: Greg is you and I have witnessed, uh, for the last couple of years, man, Omni Partners is evolving. They're evolving. They're growing. The, the, the ecosystem's getting bigger and bigger. And I love, again, uh, how based on your need, your sector, your, your challenge, they leverage different experts with different journeys, uh, to, uh, bring them to the table to help solve the problem. So um, let's do this. So, Greg, as we have already let the cat out of the bag uh, in the first part. Thank you, John. Um, it is free to join. It's free to join. And, and so that's one of three resources that John and the team have brought. And I want to make sure we drop this link. You can find this link in the chat. So it, you click this link. And you'll see right there, you're taken to a landing page where they, they talk about how easy it is to join. John, it's, it's just
2: that easy, huh? Yep. Absolutely. It is that simple. Okay. All right. So you join there's a membership click through. And basically what that membership is, is just a quick NDA, uh, that we're not going to share any of your information. So, um, but it's simple, quick sign up and, uh, and then depending on, you know, what vertical you're in, or you know what expertise you're looking for, what contracts you're interested in, you know. I have a hundred folks on my team that will will direct in your direction. Hundred folks, oh, man, they got an army, Greg, an army ready to go, huh?
1: Is that a whole army, or is that just <laughs> <division>? <laughs> at least a couple? Well, from yeah. an air force yeah, standpoint, you know. it's at least uh, about five or six flights. I there think I don't go. know. There you go. Okay. It's a lot of people, nonetheless. It's a lot of folks. (laughs) All right. So that's one of the three goodies. We're building a little goodie bag here. So free membership. We've got the link. So y'all check that out. Secondly, they brought this new playbook. That's another great resource. It's entitled. It's like one of our main themes. Everybody's talking about spin visibility, clear the chaos, and unlock potential. I love that, how that's been worded. It just brings serenity to my brain. And then finally, John. Wait, there's more, Greg and John. Uh, we've got an upcoming. Speaking of Greg, hey, did you was this a trick? Did you know this was coming? We have got a webinar coming up on July 13th with Reg, right? Reginald Holden. Yep, Reg Holden. Yes. Uh, and our our old friend Ara Arslanian. Don't negotiate with
0: Aura. That's all I'm going to (laughs) say.
1: That's right. So join us on July 13th, 12 noon Eastern time for the power of spin visibility, a roadmap for success. And man, raise your hand. We we could all use more roadmaps, especially proven roadmaps for getting through this VUCA environment that we're all in. All right. So Greg, I'm going to get your So we just rolled out three resources there and we're going to make sure folks know how to connect with John in just a second. But how, you know, of those three resources, uh, what comes to mind? What's maybe one of your favorite things you've heard here today from John Lander and the Omnia Partners team?
0: Well, it's, I think it's not only the visibility, but how they tie that visibility into action, into the leverage of being part of, of the GPO and of getting results out of it. I think so many companies struggle with visibility. I mean, if you think about it, I don't have to think about it. I literally listen to pitches about it all the time. If you're talking to a technology company, guess what they're pitching? Visibility, right? So yeah. visibility isn't even, I mean, in in many instances, it's not even unique anymore. It's what you do with that visibility that makes it different. I mean, if, mm. if you are struggling with visibility, certainly get it. But quickly on the heels of that, you're going to realize that you need solutions based on that visibility. You need some guidance in order to Capitalize on the visibility, on the knowledge that you've just gained. Um, so, if you are just getting to visibility, at least have that in the back of your mind. If you've already got visibility, you know, you know you're struggling with it. I see companies all the time who have have you know bought or developed or invested in uh, visibility solutions who are going now what, right? And mm. the now what is what John was just talking about during this, this entire discussion is there is so much you can utilize that visibility to do to improve your business and just expect it and get it. And this is a great way to get it. It's just my thought.
1: I'm with you. Uh, I agree with you. And you know, uh, I love, again, I go back to, and you kind of alluded to it there again, visibility, and answers. What's that, Greg, you say the power of the end. What's that phrase that I love so much. Yeah, you're don't about?
0: be a slave to the or when you can have the freedom of
1: the end. Oh, John, isn't that you good? Isn't that good? That John might steal that. one. Uh, please do. Please do visibility <laughs> and answers. That's, that's where, you know, you find the most trusted and powerful and outcome driven allies, whether it's in your procurement journey or in, in your uh, general business journey. So John, for folks, we word out resources there. Of course, those links will live in the comments. Y'all check that out. How can folks,
2: John, connect with you
1: and Omnia Partners directly?
2: Yeah, simple. You connect with me on uh on LinkedIn, John Lander at Omnia Partners. And, and you could also go omniapartners.com. Simple. All of our contracts are up there today. Again, we talked about uh full visibility that uh, we have all of our public sector contracts, private sector contracts, suppliers. So very easy connect with us. We make it simple. And as soon as you connect, there's a you can even fill something out online. We'll connect with you within 24 hours. Someone from my team uh, to make sure that we're uh, making sure you see all the all the power Omni Partners has. That is
1: wonderful. And I know we got some great questions in the chat that I'm sure Amanda and John and the whole team will, will get to later.
0: Yeah. If your question didn't get answered, make John pay for giving you his LinkedIn.
1: Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, What a great conversation, John. Really, a, it's been a pleasure getting to know you in the in the pre-show, uh, getting an update on all the, the latest cool things that Omnia Partners is up to. Uh, Greg, the hits keep on coming for John and the team, huh?
0: Yeah, you know I'm a hard sell, uh, but I'm 100% sold out on this GPO concept. I just think mm. it's such an area of specialty. It's an incredible area of power. It is so well refined, I think particularly the way Omnia does it, where the members don't pay and that really aligns their their in, investment in the partnership and I, I just think there's so much you can gain you can gain from it that you just can't do by standing on your own and those are rare rare instances right i call them shared uh scale economies shared right like costco and mm. even costco makes you pay to be a member i mean you get great discounts at costco but you know, and and there are all kinds of other things that are that are these scale economies, shared model, and this one is so effective that it's compelling. You know, and it mm. is such a difficult area to manage for so many companies. I just think it's so logical.
1: Yeah, agreed. Uh, I'm with you, Greg. I'm with you, and we're also big fans of Costco. By the way, we, yeah, We've uncovered true. that. We'll, I mean, we'll you save see a lot of similarities it. here, right? Uh, that's a good point. Uh, we'll have to save that analysis for another episode. I hadn't thought about it that way, but. Big thanks, big thanks to our new friend uh, John Lander, Executive Vice President of Sales, with our old friend Omnia Partners, who John as We're finding out uh, your ally
2: in the purchasing process, right, John? That's it, Mr. That's new tagline. Thanks to the marketing team, and you know we're expanding in all areas, so that's we want to be your ally. So we want we're here to help. Awesome, awesome. Well, thanks for joining us yeah, here today. Thanks, really appreciate that,
1: John. Thanks, guys. Greg. A pleasure to have you as always. Uh, Hey, thanks for all the folks that showed up and uh, brought the comments and the questions. I know we couldn't get to all of them. Thank you for being here. Big thanks to our entire team behind the scenes, helping to make production happen as always. But folks, Hey, there's, uh, this last hour is chock full with ideas that you can act on today. Become a member. It's free. Join the webinar on July 13th. Check out that playbook, connect with John. (laughs) All, All that. That's right. Connect with John, grab that cup of coffee with him, maybe an adult beverage, Uh, with him and his army and find a better way forward. Deeds, not words, you got to take action. And with that said, on behalf of our entire team here, Scott Luton challenging you to do good, to give forward and to be the change. We'll see you next time right back here at Supply Chain Now. Thanks everybody. Thanks for being a part of our Supply Chain Now community.